to another episode of Weird Faith. My name is Josh. I'm Phil. And I'm Scott. And we are so excited about the episode that we have ahead of us today. Uh, Before we get any further, though, we asked the people to let us know who was the weirdest Mm -hmm. in our first episode. So, this week's Weird Award winner is going to the one and only... Unanimously voted Phil ah, Wayman. Yeah. Phil's gonna wear this nice crown for us. He's always been loyalty to us. So. Oh man, uh, this crown's gonna make a little more sense here in just a bit once Scott gets into everything. Uh, Scott is going to be our host today. He's gonna guide us through a conversation. Uh, we're gonna make some jokes and share some weird facts with you, and then Scott is gonna uh, bring the application of today's. Uh, message too so take it away scott there we go so i asked some of our weirdos that's what we're calling you our fans i hope you're okay with that if not we're still gonna call it anyways right yes absolutely. Uh, talking to some of our weirdos and i said hey what kind of topics would you want to hear and one of our biggest weirdos one of our biggest i'm not a patreon supporter yet but one of our biggest <laughs> uh, weirdos is actually my wife oh, oh man. that was a twist it's yeah. a twist is yeah. that but it wasn't an insult no. Right, I mean that was she's a, just a, a big fan of the show. Big fan of the show. I'm just surprised that she's a big fan, fan of Josh. Uh, <laughs> and I said, "Hey, what kind of topics should we talk about?" And she said, "I want you to talk about Disney princesses." Oh, that's a Dude, tough one. I'm an expert. That's and that's why he's wearing the crown today, right? You are <laughs> nice. our Disney princess today. Uh, but before we get into let kind of the conversation, go. tell me your favorite Disney movie. <sighs> okay, top three. All right, y'all. I would have to do a top three, okay. and they probably could change each day. Uh, I'd have to go Lion King, mm-hmm. the original Toy Story, and then Aladdin. All right. All mm-hmm. kind of OGs. I think yeah. they were all in the 90s. Yeah. Right? I think so. Yeah. So right around when I was born. Like uh, all around 95, 96. <laughs> yeah. I, I watched <laughs> all three of those movies like over and over and over again as a kid. Uh, I still I had Aladdin on a couple days ago. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Absolutely. So my top one is the movie Up. That one's an mm. awesome one. I really like that. He likes like to that. be depressed. That's why. Well... Phil yeah, doesn't have feelings. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's uh, Tangled is one of my oh, my classic. favorites. It's I, so good. I, it's really good. I love the uh, Flynn Rider. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. the horse is so awesome in that. And uh, Mandy Moore as Rapunzel. Yeah. Um, Voice of an angel. What's the other one? I can't remember the name with the emotions. Inside, Inside out. out. Inside Out. I really yeah, like Inside Out, too. Dude, that one was really good. That one actually bumped me out more than Up when Bing Bong died. Bing Bong's Oh, man. Death. Spoiler Bing if you haven't seen Bong. it. It's like a top five cinematic death of all yeah. time. In terms of just emotions. rough. Heartstrings being pulled. That, I was, that was I watched watch. that for the first time, I think, with you and some other teenagers. Wow. I know Gary was there. I wasn't oh, yeah. And uh, I remember looking when over. I was working and, at the theater. Uh, yeah. I remember yes. looking over and seeing some teenage boys kind of uh, crying, <laughs> about crying about this. With no imaginary shame. friend <laughs> with that no disappeared. Because <laughs> I remember when my imaginary friend disappeared. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh. I have you guys back? now. I don't oh, know. Okay. We're good. It's okay. What about you? Uh, mine are all new, so yours are all old. Mm-hmm. You kind of have a little bit over the over the map there. Mine number one ever it would be Coco. Mm-hmm. That movie is so good. That's a good it one. Good. It's such a good movie. I love it. I love the story behind it. 
Uh, second one being uh, the newest of most of them, Encanto. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about a soundtrack. Dude, Yeah, like maybe the best Disney soundtrack ever. Bangers. It is so all of them. My favorite song? It's bussing. Dos Oreguitas. That song... That's the two butterflies. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. such a good movie or mm. such a good song. I love that song. Yeah. And then third, I would have to say, hot take here, Frozen Two. Ooh. Dude, I think it's better than the first one. That's a hot take. Olaf's gonna melt. That take That's is so hot. So hot. <laughs> All three of those movies, though, the soundtracks don't have a bad song. Yeah. yeah. yeah Almost no, every other one has a song. We're like, eh. Like I, I love Moana, but I hate the snail song or the mm. crab, whatever he is. <laughs> oh. Dude, I kind of like it. I shiny, like it shiny. That's shiny. Shiny. I hate it. I hate I, that I song. It. Hey, I will say, uh, the song that Olaf does in the second one, older, uh, older. That song mm-hmm. is when we watched mm-hmm. that in when theaters, we were crying. It was so funny. My, my favorite part, Samantha. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know a Samantha. Sadie walks yeah. around the house going, Samantha. That's so I remember one. that one song. Most of my kids were little when this came out, and it's. You know, I don't even know the words, but the beginning of Frozen One, when they're all uh, cracking the ice, you know, and harvesting the ice, yeah, the ice and song. I can just hear that like, do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, at the very beginning. Boom. Yeah, it's setting the tone for the movie. Yeah, it's so that was that like takes you there. Yeah, takes you back to like a moment. Nice. So I wanted to bring some Disney princess facts. So we're gonna spend a little time talking about our favorite facts that we read about. Uh, some Disney princesses, specifically princess ones. But like right. we talked about our favorite movies, but this is primarily Disney princess. So yeah. Josh, start us off. Okay, so I did a lot of research. There are so many cool, unique, interesting Disney princess facts out there. Uh, it's also a really controversial topic. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh yeah, they're like very divisive. Who's considered a Disney princess right. and things like that? Like uh, it, it gets pretty intense <laughs> for some of the fans yeah. out there. Uh, I, I saw a lot of really good stuff, but I just kept coming back to Ariel and Little Mermaid. So I'm just going to talk about that one movie, mm-hmm. uh, mostly because I feel like the more research I did, the more I came to the conclusion that the Little Mermaid might be the most significant and impactful Disney princess movie mm. ever. It really kind of set the tone for right. a lot of the ones that came out in the Modern 90s. Disney. Like the yeah, Renaissance change. era. Right? Yeah, absolutely. That's so, because uh, Snow White, I think, came out in 1937, which was the first Disney princess movie. And uh, there was three during that era. Mm-hmm. But then there was a big gap, right? Yes. So, yeah. So it was, uh, what did you say, Sleeping Beauty? No, no, Snow uh, White. Snow White. Snow White. Cinderella was in the 50s. And Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. And then Sleeping Beauty in 1959. And right. then there was this 30-year drought. To the 80s, wow. right? There was nothing, mm-hmm. no Disney princesses, until mm-hmm. Ariel in 1989. And mm-hmm. that's when Disney kind of went on this whole, like, Disney princess renaissance, put oh, yeah. all these movies out, started really, like, monetizing the whole thing and brand, the branding. Who ever the, thought Disney would monetize anything? <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> They're not in it for the money. But really building this brand of the Disney princesses. So uh, Ariel kind of set the tone for this becoming what it is today. Right. Uh, so, But anyway, into the movie. There's a lot of really cool, unique facts and Easter eggs and like fan theories and things like that. One of the coolest things is if you actually go back and start watching the Little Mermaid. Uh, the it's one of the opening scenes, and King Triton is coming in. Uh, you'll see this crowd of people, and most of them, most of it's mermaids and fish and things like that. But if you slow things down, mm. in the audience with King Triton is also Kermit the Frog. No way! Wow! Mickey Mouse, mm. Goofy, <laughs> and Donald Duck. Don't do that voice. It freaks <laughs> me out every time you do it. I know. It, it, 
he is pretty good at it. He like, is. That's, I, that's why it freaks me out. Yeah, it's almost like too good, but also kind of like... I always like to, with my kids, will uh, just do things that Mickey would never say. Like, oh, yeah. Watch you sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be a Chloe nightmare tonight. <laughs> You're gonna hear that. It. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, Scott does a pretty good Kermit the Frog while we're on that. No, I really don't. <laughs> you sure? I've never done a Kermit the Frog voice before. Could you do it for our weirdos? Kermit the Frog here. Hey, there it that is. is. Pretty good. Yeah. That's that pretty, pretty good. good. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty cool. Kermit's actually by himself, and mm. then you have you know Goofy, uh, Donald, and Mickey standing by each other. So. so that was 1989, right? 89. So if they made the movie today, who would be the little Easter eggs they fill in? Like, So when they make the new one that's coming out like next year, yeah. who would you hide? Uh, I think it would be the three of us. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'll be like little Baby Yoda floating Scooby. around. Everybody would notice us, right? <laughs> Baby Yoda? Yeah. Baby Yoda. Yoda. That'd be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Maybe so, a Marvel character, too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Iron uh, Man. Yeah. Somebody Rest who can be underwater. East. I know Aquaman's not. Marvel, but right. Namor. you could throw him in Namor. there. Yeah. Yeah. No, there you yeah, go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, staying on Little Mermaid, there are fan theories that Ariel and Hercules are actually related. And mm-hmm. it actually makes a ton of sense because Ariel's father is Triton, right. who is the son of Poseidon, yep. whose brother is Zeus, and Zeus's son is Hercules. Wow. wow. So, it's more than just like, oh, they both have orange hair. It's like, dude, they actually probably would see each other at family reunions. Mm, yeah. But speaking of orange hair, do you know why Ariel was a redhead? Do you know this? Um, I no. I, I read something so about when they chose the hair the movie Splash came out. Mm. Daryl Hannah was the mermaid in the movie. It was Tom Hanks, right? Daryl? Daryl Hannah? Was it a man's name? No. It was a woman's name? It was a woman's name. Daryl? Daryl? Yeah, Daryl Hannah. Okay. You know, Daryl. Daryl Hannah. D-A-R-Y-L. Daryl Hannah. I don't know. I didn't name her, okay? Hey, next. That's a good name. Next kid. For your next kid. (laughs) Daryl. Daryl Tell us what you think, weirdos. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. Uh, No, but she that movie was huge. Not really. In the 1980s, and Disney wanted to like separate themselves from that since it mm. was the previous like mermaid that they had in their minds. Mm. They said Is we that had a to... Disney movie? Spot? No, it no, wasn't. it's not a Disney movie. Uh, so they wanted just to separate themselves. They made her a redhead because originally she was going to be blonde, but she would have looked just like That's what her. I saw, yes. Yeah. yeah. I think it worked out. I think it really pops. I don't think it, it makes sense with, with a, the, a, a, the greenish blue color. Yeah, I actually right. saw that Disney, like they, they kind of made that color. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't create the color, but uh, God created that. God. They, <laughs> You're already talking about Greek gods. <laughs> I know. Now <laughs> saying Disney color created the color green. Well, they, they blended this perfect color and actually called it Ariel. It's not wow. easy being green. Did you know that? Hey, yeah, there you there go, Kermit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there's like, you know, imagine that family reunion. Oh, right? that'd be gather, crazy. Like, yeah. A lot of power struggle there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, my last thing with Little Mermaid is this, that the original tale of the Little Mermaid uh, I actually didn't know this was a thing yeah. until a few years Tail. ago. Tale. <laughs> uh, not a happy story at all. Mm. So it it actually, the movie is based off of a tale that was written in like the 1800s, 1850s or something like wow. that. Uh, it is really horrifying and scary and morbid. Uh, so they get some of the things right and... Uh, you, you can tell, like, oh, this comes from this, but it is very, very different in how they execute how the story. So, so uh, the Little Mermaid in the original story, I was going to say tail again. <laughs> <laughs> in the original story, does give up her voice for the ability to be on land, be uh-huh. a human, so she can, you know, chase her true love and all that. But it wasn't that she just magically, like, her voice disappeared. The evil witch of the sea that she went and sought out 
chopped her tongue off. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, oh, it wasn't like, oh, I'm just going to like silence you. It's like, hey, I'm actually going to remove your tongue oh, man. so you can't sing. That's gross. And then she does transform to where she has legs instead mm. of her mermaid tail. But in the original story, it says that every step she took on land was excruciating pain like she was stepping on knives. <laughs> so, was it worth it? It's messed up. Yeah, a lot of pain and uh, just cruel all things in this, this story. guy right? just to chase this guy yeah, right. and then in her pursuit of this guy she doesn't even get him so, <laughs> imagine if the little mermaid the movie we know ends this way so she's in pursuit of this guy and he falls in love with somebody else she spirals into this crazy deep depression dives in the water after his wedding and turns into sea foam and that's <laughs> the end of the movie so, wow she didn't that's get terrible yeah, it's. it's I mean, that's, so, that's like movie goals for the next, like the the live app, live adaptation. Right. They should totally make that story. Well, yeah. it would have to be a rated R horror film, right? Yeah. right? Like <laughs> this would be up there with the scariest of movies, I think. So. That's terrible. Well, they just came out with. Uh, I don't know if it just came out this month, but there's a, a horror movie of the Grinch. Have you seen it? Oh, it's called dude. The, no way, really? the Mean One. The is mean what one. it's called. They can't yeah, use really. the word Grinch, mm-hmm. uh, but it's terrifying. There was also at it Halloween. There was. Uh, Winnie the Pooh. I knew about that one. Uh, I don't remember what it was called, but yeah, I don't either. Uh, oh, just horror that. movies, but that, that, that I think fit. they were actually allowed to use Pooh, like Winnie yes, the Pooh, because the, the copyrighted, you know, so long. What is yeah, the public right. domain? That's yes, it. it's in public domain. Yeah. Have you yeah. have you noticed that people are really leaning into like actually scaring their kids with Grinch costumes right now? God, that's terrible. Like, I, feel I like would not do it. Every day now, I'm seeing a video where somebody puts on a Grinch suit like breaks into the house like <laughs> smashes a window open or like like it hasn't been that but it's yeah, been right, like yeah. i'm gonna aggressively it's messed up jump in this house and start taking all these presents i saw one though where these kids like they were not having it and there was like five or six kids and they immediately dropped what they were doing and just started wailing oh my on this goodness. guy and was you could tell uh, yeah, but the, you could tell the adult in the Grinch suit was like, "Stop, wait, stop! Wait. Like this has gone yeah. too far." Because they were not letting him you steal need to their presents. Who you follow on TikTok? If you're watching, yeah, that right, yeah. Dude, I, I always feel bad for these things. kids, man. They were like running off screaming, the, like there's the traumatized. What's the classic? Uh, would you rather with oh wait, uh, uh, an elephant sized duck, a horse sized a horse sized oh, duck? Yeah, fight one horse sized duck. Or a hundred duck-sized horses, right? And that's the that's what I picture I get of all, you know having to fight, fend off all these kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. you'd rather fight one large man or six or... really greedy kids <laughs> that just want their Christmas presents. Wow. You have any fun facts? Yeah, uh, a couple of mine are about uh, Cinderella, which is a you know classic yeah. uh, tale. OG. Also, uh, she doesn't have a tail though that I know of. Uh, but so here's a funny thing. In Cinderella, the prince is actually never called Prince Charming. Hmm. They never actually say that. So it's just everybody kind of decided, I guess, that this one particular prince was charming. Yeah. And, uh, He's all right. How do you describe him best? He's right. charming. You know yeah. him, Prince Charming. Yeah. Um, another thing that's crazy is her shoe size comparable would be four and a half. Wow. That's it. Wow. Shoe size of four. Now, I'm a size nine shoe, which is not large by any means yeah yeah right yeah (laughs) but uh 
I don't know what size is uh, Sadie right now. She's probably probably close to that. I know, right? Yeah, like Jeez, these, yeah. you know, infant feet. Wow. That, that, and no wonder she was losing her shoes all the time. Yeah, like I think I read that she yeah, lost her shoes them. like three times during yeah, the movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Man. Yeah, so that's a couple fun facts from Cinderella. Well, I know, like the original, because it's, like, it's one of those brothers Grimm tale, right? I think so. Yeah. And like I think the original one of Cinderella, like the, the stepsisters were so jealous and envious of her that they like mutilated their own feet Oof. to get their feet to fit into the shoe. Oh geez. Wow. I'm like again, thank you Disney. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Disney's like, like we've talked about this before, like the creative minds to take a horror of, of a story and turn it right. into something like children love and sing. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. Like uh, all credit to these people. Yeah. Like Pinocchio is like that too. Pinocchio is just creepy all around. Right. I don't think they try it, even that the Disney one yeah. is creepy. Yeah. As they it didn't is. do as good of a job. It's creepy. De creepyfying. No, it's still no. weird. Uh, I don't like watching it. Uh, but, but originally uh, pretty close to the beginning of the book, Pinocchio steps on Jiminy Cricket and kills him. Oh man! Yeah, man. so he just squashes. It doesn't his, matter if you wish upon a star, but conscience. giant Pinocchio steps yeah, on right. it. Yeah. He's gonna be one of the main characters in the movie. Ah, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> oh, dude! Uh, wow. So mine, I have a few different ones. One of them is from Snow White. Now remember, Snow White's voice is so unique. Like I've never heard another voice like that. Which I also hmm. read that she's actually the youngest. Of all Disney princesses, she's actually fourteen. Mm. Oh wow! Uh, which is and Jasmine's fifteen. Which didn't I didn't know that. I don't Ariel's know. Ariel's sixteen. There you go. They say, say it in the movie. They're all young. A lot of young princesses. Uh, but the the lady who played uh, Snow White, her name is Adriana Casalotti. Hmm. When she signed her contract, she was paid one thousand dollars to do that movie. That's hmm. it. One thousand dollars to do that movie, and then she was forbidden by her contract to ever sing for another movie. What? So basically, Disney did exactly what Ursula did and stripped her voice away (laughs) and owns her voice. Dude, so that wasn't... Ariel wasn't the first time that this happened. No. Where somebody's voice was taken by Disney. Yeah, I read that in like a 1993 interview. She admitted that until she saw the film, she had no idea it was even a full-length movie. Wow. Oh, my goodness. So I guess like she just never really cared or watched it. I don't know. Do some some research on uh, Adriana Casalotti. It's an interesting... Thing there. That is uh, The other one that was interesting was from Beauty and the Beast. Uh, in the vinyl scene, the dance scene, the big dance scene. Right. That's actually recycled footage from Cinderella, or oh, excuse me, Sleeping Beauty. Hmm. The animators were running out of time. They were over budget, so they had to take recycled footage from that movie, Sleeping Beauty, when they dance, and apply it to that one. They just superimposed Beauty her name's not beauty bell and the beast <laughs> yeah. also known as adam which i don't think it's ever mentioned <laughs> right. beast is but apparently his name's name. adam beast so they basically superimposed that just to make the movie done wow so it's actually the same exact footage there wow. yeah so somebody go go look for that go go watch them like do side, side by side, side. side. i'm sure it's i'm sure it's on tiktok yeah. Right, yeah. yeah and another thing i thought was interesting bell like when the opening scenes when she's going through the town she's the only one wearing blue Hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then later, once B starts to fall in love, he starts to wear blue. Hmm. Wow! So hmm. I guess blue is the color of love in Disney. I mean, yeah. Phil's got it on. No, mine's purple. purple. <laughs> <laughs> and last one. This is a little bit of a trivia question. Who is the only Disney princess not to sing in her own movie? Not to sing. She never sings. Ooh. Okay. Merida? Merida. I was going to say, I can't imagine. Oh, I can't Merida picture, never but... sings. I wish she would have. That movie is great. It's underrated. The music is uh-huh. incredible. How she's sung. Another redhead. Yeah. yeah. I did read right. if she like 
un, like she straightened her hair, mm. it'd be four feet long. Oh wow! I'm not sure who came up with that, mm. but I'm pretty sure I read that Disney had to like create a whole new animation program just to do her hair. Wow! So commitment, right? Man. Yeah, uh, well, I actually never saw Brave. Maybe I'll get you haven't some, seen it. Catch some flack for that one. We'll go yeah. on movie night. All right, you can come. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just just tell us. So before we move on, let's do a draft then of our favorite Disney princesses. Okay. okay. So we're going to do our top three. We're going to do a draft. I'm the host, so I'll go first, of course. Josh will go second. And since our weirdo over here lost last week, he will be third. But we're going to do like fantasy order, so we'll let you have two back to back. Snake draft. Yes. Yeah, so there, there we go. So there we go. So number one, my favorite Disney princess is Belle. Mm. Belle. Going Belle. with OG. Yeah. That's a solid OG. first rounder. I will argue. That even though she is considered an OG princess, as is Mulan, neither one of them are actually Disney princesses. But neither one of them are actually a princess in their own movie. No right. royalty. Yeah. No royalty. In, in their families. <laughs> I think the argument for Belle is that she marries, you assume, right? She marries Beast and becomes royalty, I mm. guess. Mm. But no, I love her character because when I first saw it, I remember thinking, like, this is girl's got Stockholm Syndrome. She falls in love with her captors. It's right. kind of creepy. Yeah. If you go, I just rewatched, I just saw this. If you go watch the Christmas sequel, like a Christmas special from Beauty mm. and the Beast, okay. it's kind of like a sequel. It fills in the gaps of the long time that she's actually there. Oh, wow. So it's basically through the winter. It's like a Christmas scene. And you see them falling in love as she chooses to show compassion towards her captor. Huh. So it actually makes it a little bit better. So the, but also, the long story makes it less creepy. It makes it less <laughs> creepy. But I also love just how she's willing to take her father's place like that's just a noble gesture absolutely took a lot of bravery there yeah so bell's my number one man that's a great first pick but i'm gonna beat it okay but also with the uh the nobility and the honor and you mentioned her already it's mulan mm-hmm. mulan yeah. is awesome mm-hmm. yeah also fun fact about mulan uh mulan of all the disney princesses has the highest kill count <laughs> <laughs> life goals <laughs> not, not that that's like really the metric we're trying to Hit Maybe. with picking the best princess, but that's what's wrong with Meghan Markle. She needs a higher, <laughs> death, oh, <dear>. higher <laughs> death count. Would be yeah. There's People a would love her. Then there's a scene in Mulan where she like shoots a rocket and it causes this avalanche and kills like two thousand Huns. Mm. So um, that's imagine if they well they did do a live action, but mm-hmm. uh, that's pretty morbid too. We yeah. took the girls for Christmas to see Disney on Ice, and yeah. they did that scene. Oh, no. Wow. Yeah, I was like, man. <laughs> This is like traumatic for all these kids to watch. <laughs> Seriously. It was, it was less like, I mean, less death. It was just like a big, instead of snow, it was like a big sheet. Did any of the guys actually die? Well, yeah. I mean, one guy got like drug, drug off the ice, but <laughs> okay. Zamboni took him off. <laughs> yeah. So I did I did the math. I looked this up. So if you combined all of James Bond's kills through mm. every movie, mm. every James Bond movie ever, which there's like, I don't know. Too many. many. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, combined that with all of Jason Bourne's kills. And you doubled their combined kills. Mulan would have more. Wow. So, wow. Mulan, seriously being slept on. But seriously, stepping into her father's place who's not fit to go into battle. So, uh, it's impressive. awesome. Awesome. Movie. All right. My first pick is Rapunzel. I've talked about her a little bit already. Yeah. 70 feet of hair. That it, you know, she can swing through the trees. Very versatile. Uh, artistic. Yeah. She probably needs a chiropractor. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Artistic, well-read. Yeah. Uh, funny. Uh, I just, you know, I don't know what more you can say about her uh, other than, you know, maybe she stayed in the tower a little too long. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But well rounded. Again, you know, a whole weird relationship. But it wasn't until she finally saw the light that she left. Right. I always love that part from the movies, too. And uh, Chloe has, we've done those lanterns, you know, and, yeah. and that's always a fun thing to do. Uh, so that's my first pick. Nice. Nice, nice pick. Well, now you get 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's a sleeper pick that is probably going to surprise some people, especially because there's some big, uh, you know, well-known princesses on the board. But that's going to be Vanellope Von Schweetz from (laughs) Wreck-It Ralph. Dude, that is awesome. She is amazing. She, uh, you know, is uh, just rambunctious. She's a good racer yeah and uh she has a scene in the second one where she's all with the disney princesses and uh she holds holds her own yeah oh yeah oh yeah yeah and uh i would not have thought of that that's a great pick yeah that's a good those are good movies too um but uh i love her uh one of her quotes is sweet mother of monkey milk that's a one you can try and throw around. <laughs> Next time you stub your go. toe. Yeah, there you go. Say that there one. Yeah. Let's see if I can work that into the episode later on. <laughs> so Rapunzel and Vanellope von Sweets. All right. Coming back to me for round two. Uh, I've been thinking about this for a long time. Uh, I've had some pushback on this as well. I'm going to go Princess Leia from Star Wars. Mm, Princess well, Leia. Doesn't change yeah. my number two. Got it. <laughs> It uh, could be a little controversial, but sure, Disney sure. bought Star Wars. That's right? Josh's so only, uh, only you know, just has to have killed lots of people. Yeah, you're going for the highest kill. Yeah, she probably has no, more, she has more. She has more kills than Mulan. It's got to be at least credit to her like somehow. Joan she was of the Arc general of the rebellion. Yeah, yeah. top so, of the pyramid. Yeah, <laughs> Leia is awesome. Uh, big shout out to uh, Carrie Fisher. Yeah, right? rest in peace. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, awesome movies. Princess Leia, throwing her in there with Mulan. What you got, Scott? Well, I got to change my approach now. Uh, but ah, since, you, since you took some liberty with that one, I will too. I think mine could probably beat up Leia. Definitely okay. Carrie Fisher. Okay. Sorry, it's too soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> my second favorite, a newer one, uh, new to the Disney royalty, is Shuri. Uh, Princess of Wakanda, Black the Black Panther. Panther. She's amazing. Man. That movie, if you've not seen Wakanda forever, that movie's incredible. She gets put through the emotional ringer. I mean, she loses oh, yeah. her father, Roller brother, <laughs> cousin, mother, like all of it. And uh, she still comes out like she's incredible. Yeah. She has to go through this whole like, you know, emotional journey of trying sure. to go from revenge yeah. to Grief. nobility. Yeah. But the way she, spoiler, kind of abdicates the throne in order to serve her country better at the end. Right. It was pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah. So Shuri's my number two. I agree. See, the raw emotions there too, like... She's real, you yeah. know. She's really intelligent. So that's got to be the newest Disney princess, right? I think Did so. you already say that. Uh, probably. Yeah. So that's the one thing that I do like better about some of the newer Disney things is like, for instance, like Princess Aurora has like eighteen lines of dialogue yeah. in her own movie, <laughs> like, and and they've kind of gone away from. Well, she stealing was women's voices. Well, yeah, I, sleep but I did read though. The whole time. Uh, I did read though that even though yes, that's true, but. Most, all, all out of all the Disney princess movies, men have fifty percent of the dialogue. Wow! Hmm. So it's it's increasing yeah. for the female. Right. But it's about female character, but apparently right. not. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So hmm. uh, okay. I saw a meme the other day, and it was a large man in a Black Panther costume, and it said "Snack Panther," <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he said, "What kind of chicken sauce do you want from <laughs> for your nuggets?" <laughs> Dude, that is genius. <laughs> Uh, well, hey, wow. speaking of uh, male characters dominating a Disney princess movie, um, there is a Disney princess movie where the Disney princess is not the main character, mm. and actually it's the male counterpart or mm, uh, whatever. So, can you tell me which movie it is? I think this is pretty simple. I know it's one of your favorites. 
It's the movie Aladdin. Yes. Jasmine is not the main character. Yeah. Aladdin is the main character. She's also not the only one not to wear a dress. Hmm. Wow. Oh, yeah. Pants. Okay. Right. Nice. Yeah. So, huh. Very cool. So that was my number two. I get to pick number three yes. right off the bat. And because you stole one of mine, uh, <laughs> I got to change it up a little bit. And I'm going to say my daughter's favorite, Princess Anna. Mm, Dude, that's the solid. true hero mm. of Frozen right. series. Like yeah, she's, sure. she's, I mean, she sacrificed herself for her sister in the first one. She saved the day in the second one. Right. And it's always because her sister is going too far. Yeah. Right. right. She's gone <laughs> into the unknown and she's just doing some terrible things, bringing upon terrible things to the, mm. the for the city of Arendelle. It's mm. all about Anna. I love the scene. My favorite scene is when she realizes that spoiler. Uh, her sister's gone forever there for a little bit. Yeah. And uh, the song, the Do the Next Right Thing, that yeah. whole scene is oh, incredible. I kind of cheer when she gets up and starts. Like, she's all alone. Yeah, Olaf's right. gone. It's yep. so inspirational. Yeah, it is. Right. It's one of the best songs in the movie. Uh, well, that's the thing you kind of alluded to this, too. Originally, the Elsa was the villain. Yeah. And then they found out, well, this character is kind of likable still. We probably should have some type then of... Then they pretty much made the parents the villains. Redemption arc. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. For pitting them against yeah. each other a little bit. One being in Locking the your child in the closet for... Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Mike Leach told the guy... Sorry. I, I, I miss Mike Leach already. Like yeah. the football yeah. football coach, but one of the, I remember he got in trouble for telling the kid with a concussion to go sit in the closet. Oh, yeah. I'm like, that's pretty much what the entire yeah. plot to prison is. Yeah, you'll yeah. be better. Hey, you got powers. Go to your room. Right, right, right. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Who's yeah, number three? Yeah. Well, I, that scene, seriously, the do the next right thing. Like, it's amazing. Chills. Even just talking about it right now. It's amazing. Not I, just because it's frozen. That's not why I'm chills. Yeah. It's it's super inspirational and moving. There's another great line from one of her songs is when they talk about finishing each other's sandwiches. sandwiches. That's I what was... I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, my third round pick, got to cap off my draft with Pocahontas. Mm. Okay. I love Pocahontas. Uh, awesome Maybe. movie. Pocah- I don't know if she has a kill count or not. She could. She's got tattoos. Maybe. Yeah. Yes, actually, the the first Disney princess with body art. There we go. Tattoos on her arm. Uh, Great character, also based on a real person. Right. Uh, Pocahontas uh, represents a real-life Native American person who kind of bridged this gap and mediated between Native American people and the settlers in Jamestown. Yeah. There's some history there, too. Yeah. So, right yeah that's where josh gets all his history from. yeah disney movies disney. <laughs> that's all I know. disney and wikipedia what else do you need <laughs> yeah i'm not sure you know exactly you know how that all go and go and look up the real pocahontas mm. uh but it is she is a good hero in yeah that. Uh, so i don't i'm not sure that whole relationship between her and john smith was there at all i think that was completely fabricated yeah yeah uh, absolutely but <laughs> anyhow but so we my, got to hear mel mel gibson sing for the very first time on film because of that Really? Yeah. I didn't, didn't even get, realize that was Mel Gibson. I didn't either. Ah, I didn't know okay. that. He goes from Braveheart to that. Wow. Mm. That's crazy. Uh, so my next one, which I would like to add that Anna is technically a queen and not a princess. But I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay. We're, we're taking some... <laughs> Shuri and Leia. I mean... Yeah. So, yeah, we're so well, you take some liberties yourself. Go ahead. Yeah. Right. You know you have one. So you this. picked Belle? Yeah. Uh, and then... Okay. So... I'm going to go with the last one as, and you mentioned her, which I'm surprising you haven't picked her yet. Okay. Because you talked about how important she was, and that's Ariel. Dude, awesome pick. Very versatile, mm-hmm. on land, in the sea. She also has a collection of all kinds of things she probably used to her of, advantage. Yeah, right. Yeah. Throw a fork a at fork? you. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> She's got lots of pals. Yeah. Uh, think of, uh, and you think of another person that has so many like sidekicks with like Sebastian and um, what's his name? Flounder. Flounder. Uh, Flounder. Flounder, yeah. Yeah. And uh, stands up against this 
Those might be two of the best sidekick characters. I, know, right. uh, yeah. I think Olaf is up there too. Abu, I, you're friends with a snowman. Abu's pretty that's, good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Genie, that's another one. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's classic, Dwight. classic. Huh? Dwight. Oh, not that. that. We're talking about Disney sidekick. Right <laughs> <laughs> so Dwight's a great sidekick. Yeah. I remember that. Assistant to the regional <laughs> manager. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Also, so that's my last pick. All so, right. So I got uh, Rapunzel, uh, Vanellope von Sweet, and Ariel. Okay. I took Mulan, Princess Leia, and Pocahontas. I took uh, Belle, Shuri, and Anna. Yeah. So let us know who you think has the best top three. And I don't know, what what, we, what are you ranking them as? Like most likely to win in a fight is definitely yours. Or yeah, who like, did we miss uh, too? Uh, yeah, who yeah. did we miss? Tell who, us your top three. Yeah, who belongs in the top three? We want to yeah. be engaged with you guys. We want to be part of your world. So wow. you guys, yeah. Catch Good up. one there. Yeah. So you guys let us know <laughs> Good what do you think. All right. So you can take off your little yes, crown there. Finally. Uh, you're no longer our princess for the day. All right. One of the things that we realize when we talk about like Disney princesses is how much Disney shaped our upbringings hmm. and yep. shaped our society. You still see it today. And growing up in the 90s and early 2000s, the, the mantra of Disney and even just everywhere was this idea of following your heart. Right. Yeah. Right. That was, that was everywhere. It, it was in every movie and you realize how much Disney like influenced everybody else. Cause at right. this point they didn't even own like star Wars yet. Yeah. If you go back and watch Phantom Menace, terrible movie, hot take. But if you go back and watch that one, when Anakin leaves Tatooine, what does his mom say after he said, he says to her like, Hey, will I ever see you again? And she says, what does your heart say? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's again, it's, it's the same kind of mantra of like following your heart. Yeah. Even if it leads to you getting your tongue cut out and step, you know, feeling like you're stepping on the eyes and turning into sea foam. Right. Yeah. On the surface. All worth it. Follow your heart. You can trust it. On the surface, it sounds like pretty noble advice. Like when you think about relationships, you think about jobs, big decisions about what you do in life, following your heart sounds like a pretty good idea, right? Yeah. But what do you think about? When you think about the heart, what does the heart mean to you? Like, what, how would you define the heart? Are we talking about the, the organ that's pumping out blood, or what are we exactly right. talking yes, about? Right, yeah. Uh, mine is completely clogged, uh, but uh, <laughs> I eat too many hamburgers. Yes, same. Uh, but I think I heard someone a long time ago said that the heart is the seat of the emotion. Just claim it as your own now. Yeah, it was me. I it was, was you. that person. Whoever, and then Phil Wayman. <laughs> <laughs> wow, but that's good. The though. seat of the emotions. The seat of yeah. the emotions, okay. Mm-hmm. How would you define it? Yeah, I don't. I don't think I could do much better than that. Sure. I think just the you know those strong feelings that are guiding me to something else. Passions, like the, maybe. Yeah, yeah the, right. that pull of my strongest feelings or passions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Old Testament, so the first half of the Bible, actually talks about the heart eight hundred and thirty times. Wow. Just the Old Testament alone, eight hundred thirty times. That's pretty weird. That's pretty weird. <laughs> There's a lot to say about the heart. And when it talks about the heart, it's not talking about the literal organ. Right. It's actually more of a figurative space where soul, emotions, and life collide. Mm-hmm. Right? So the seat of the emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, the book of Proverbs calls it the wellspring of life. Mm-hmm. Others have talked about, I think you've mentioned this before, about it's not even just the heart. It's the, the kidneys, the bowels. And things. Right. Yeah. Right. And the Bible will mention that at times. Yeah. Like, I uh, f- love you with all my bowels. You know? <laughs> right. It has a little bit of a different uh, yeah. you know, wow. take. I think my bowels probably move me. More than my heart. In my case, it's follow your fart. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty hey, weird. What is brown and smelly and laying on a piano bench? I don't know. Beethoven's last movement. Uh, oh, there you dude, go. That's awesome. Oh, All right, so back to the weird things about our hearts. <laughs> uh, I want to show you that 
this actually is a terrible philosophy. Mm-hmm. This is not a good thing. You should not follow your heart. And according to what Jeremiah says in the book of Jeremiah chapter 17, God says this. He says, the heart is deceitful above all things beyond cure. Who can understand it? Wow. So three things it says. Deceitful, it manipulates your emotions, gives you paranoia, brings lies into your head, is desperately sick, mm. corrupted by sin and selfish desires, and the last was incomprehensible. Wow. Yeah. yeah. No one can understand it. Wow. So for those three things there alone, why would you ever want to follow your heart? <laughs> Listen to your heart. <laughs> but when he says this, when Jeremiah is writing these words, the people of God are about ready to go into exile for 70 years. Right. Mm. Right. So they're in the middle of corruption. There's political corruption. There's turmoil amongst the religious leaders. And the people are trying to figure out what to do next. And they are seeing oppression. They're seeing all these broke, all this brokenness in their society and their families. And they're starting to trust in the wrong thing. Mm. They trust in their own heart. Yep. Bad idea. Yep. They trust in the hearts of their leaders. Bad idea. Right. And he basically, Jeremiah comes in, he says this in verse 5. He says, this is what the Lord says. Curses is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from mere flesh, whose heart turns away. Mm. It's pretty hardcore, like, don't listen to anybody. Yeah. yeah. Don't follow anybody. And right. he uses these two illustrations of trees. The first one, he says, that person will be like a bush. In the wastelands, they will not see prosperity when it comes. They will dwell in the parched places of the desert in a salt land where no one lives. Mm. Just yeah. desolate. Yeah. You're sounds wonderful. Sounds, yeah, sounds like a great <laughs> Follow paradise. Your heart right right there. Follow your heart into the desert. Is there any <laughs> land to buy there that I could live there? That sounds awesome. And then he compares that or contrasts that with, he says in verse 7, But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. Mm. It does not fear when heat comes. It leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fall, fails to bear fruit. Wow. That's so one who follows their heart is like a bush in a desert. The tumbleweed. The tumbleweed is growing through. But it says the one who trusts in the Lord is like one who is a fruitful tree with deep roots connected to a stream of living water, right? Are you ever surprised when, uh, you know, you live, uh, got plants, you know, that beautiful big bushes, mm-hmm. winter comes and, you know, it completely dies, goes away, and then they come back, yeah, right? every time. It's like, no, it weirds me I, out I always time. like yeah. say goodbye to them. Just, yeah. uh, you might not I just think I'm going to kill them when I plant them. Sure, right, yeah. But then they come back. Every time. And they're resilient. Why? Because it said that, because their roots are deep, deep. Mm-hmm. and uh, they can withstand the cold and the drought and all those different things. Uh, that's a such a beautiful picture of what it's like to yeah. be planted deeply into an unchanging God yep. rather than this changing shallow faith that relies on our heart instead. Oh yeah, because I think I think we can relate perfectly to the people of Israel in the story because we see corruption, we see brokenness, we see oppression, we see uh, distrust, all the things that they're witnessing here. Now we're not on the verge of exile, hopefully, sure. <laughs> yeah. but we see we are here in this distant land and we're not. We, we're not where we want to be yet, right. meaning eternity right. with God. But when, in all this, we still struggle with who do we trust? Yeah. Right. Who do we trust? Our leaders? Do we trust our pastors? Do we trust yep. ourselves? Do we trust our instincts? What do we trust? And here he says, you trust me. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's what the, the, I've read recently talking about statistics that we're at like an all-time low for faith in institutions mm-hmm. of any type. That's why you see people joining less clubs and uh, you know, pushing against corporations and churches and and all those different types of things, uh, which you know, in the end, is not the end of the world right. because we have something that is much deeper and much more steady to trust in. Uh, yeah, 
What do you think, yeah. Josh? Yeah, just to kind of go back to the same imagery that we've been using, the you know the tree and versus the dried out bush in the desert, and then Phil kind of alluded to that too. Like uh, I was thinking about, I think it's John fifteen. Five is when we'll go with it. Yeah, I think sounds right to me. If not, I'll change it on this. Yeah. Somebody let right. me know if I misquoted <laughs> that. Uh, but it's where Jesus is talking about what it looks like to be a vine that produces oh, yeah. real fruit, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's not living out of my own resources mm-hmm. and trusting in my own good works and, and following my heart, as yeah, we're saying. Right. It's about abiding in Jesus, who is the true vine. I think I said us as the vines a second ago. That's not what it says. It says, Jesus says, I am the vine. You are the branches. Right. Right. We're called to be the branches that are connected to a vine. Like you said, that's grounded in something so much deeper Mm -hmm. than just our own feelings, our own, my own pull towards my passions. Right. Right. So we think about relationships, jobs, career opportunities, uh, dreams, don't follow your heart. <laughs> no, we. I'm sure we could Terrible spend advice. hours talking about how it, we, the times we have followed our heart and how it ended poorly. Yeah. So my philosophy, unless we're having a heart attack or heartburn, don't, <laughs> don't follow your heart. I like, just don't do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it. It's gonna get you in trouble. Yeah. Anytime I've followed my heart, it's it's led me to some place I didn't need to be, or some place it's gonna bring pain or harm to me. Uh, I need something bigger and that's objectively true. And I believe that that's scripture. I believe that that's, we find that in Jesus, right? Right. We need some kind of like objective thing to guide us and to keep us aligned and on the right path. Otherwise, you know, if I follow my heart, that might lead me to do something that Phil believes is wrong in his heart. And Scott doesn't agree with it. Right. Like if, if we're all just following our heart too, like, I can't say that you're doing the wrong thing because right. you're just being true to yourself right. and you're following your own heart. So anytime like, you know, Scott kicks me in the shin and says, I'm just following my heart. Right. Yeah. Anytime I say something like, well, that's not fair. Right. I'm appealing to a higher universal yeah. moral code. Right. Yeah. So we, we need beyond something us. that's yeah. beyond yeah. us. Right. That can guide us and keep us in check. Have y'all ever heard of uh, an elephant? Never heard of it. Uh, so it's a it's big, like. kind of like a rhinoceros, but taller. Oh, okay. <laughs> and instead of a... That's actually an awesome description. <laughs> instead of a horn, think of this, you know, appendage in the front that's almost like an arm, but also hmm. has a hole in the middle of it. And okay. it can drink out of it. So anyhow, <laughs> Man, picture this awesome. elephant. But the thing that about elephant is they're large. They're huge. I think they're the biggest land mammal. Mm. Uh, and... You haven't um, been to parts of West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. JK, JK. JK. Uh, Somebody's out there trying to beat the, break the record. <laughs> but uh, I heard a story or read, read a story about a man that had an elephant. And he was using it, you know, in this times past as, as means of uh, getting from one place to another. And he jumps on this elephant, tells it to go. Elephant doesn't move. Mm. And so he yells at it then. He's like, uh, you know, get up, go. Elephant doesn't move. And finally, he gets his stick out to hit this elephant. And at that exact moment, the elephant sees some fruit that he wants on a distant tree and stands up right as he hits it. And the man declares to himself, <laughs> I knew that would work. Yeah. You know, I, I, yes, I, that's, I knew that would work all along. Well, the, him and the elephant go along and they come to a... Uh, you know, fork in the road where you go to the right and he could go to his sister's house. You go to the left and he could go to his mom's house and he's intending to go to his sister's house, but the elephant decides to go the opposite way. Hmm. And he arrives at his mom's house and his mother says, hey, I didn't know you were coming. And he says, 
uh, well, I decided right, you know, at last minute that I should come to see you. And there must be a reason that I come to see you. Hmm. And a lot of times that's how we do with our hearts is we decide what we want to do with our hearts, with our elephant, right? And then afterwards we come up with the logic, yeah. right? And, you know, we've, we're pastors and oftentimes you know, people will come to us and ask us for our advice. What we're, they're really asking is for our confirmation to give them reasons why their heart is right. Yeah. Right. So, for instance, you know, I feel like I need to, you know, leave my husband or something like that. And what they come with is, you know, they don't actually want our advice on what the Bible would say for from that perspective, yeah. but what they want is for someone to tell them what they're doing is their, uh, you know, is their, is the right thing for them to do. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, go that's ahead what, and affirm what I, they want justification. Yeah. Want. They or, lead yeah. with the yeah. heart making yeah. decisions yeah. and then come up with the justification afterwards. And that's how you also see the self affirming, uh, you know, ideas that we see in culture. And as to why we're so tribalized is partly because we believe what we want to believe, mm. and then we come up with the reasons afterwards. Yep. And that's why you see so many times people having unbelievably detached from reality reasons to why they believe what they believe yeah. is because they lead with what they want right. first. And uh, and that's a bad way to live. It's a terrible Our heart way to live. is deceitful. So we're going to wrap up with that kind of thought. And what we want to encourage you to do, we don't just want to like throw this at you and leave you empty-handed here. So just come practical things to do. Think about that imagery again there from Jeremiah. Are you a piece of tumbleweed just blowing through the desert? <laughs> yeah. Or do you feel like you're actually thriving? And don't cross-examine everybody else. Just self-examine your own heart. Yeah. Uh, look actually at your heart. Mm. Are you following it? What's manipulating you? What's trying to deceive you? And then after you do all that, I think we should go back to what uh, we see in Psalm 51, which is a beautiful prayer in verse 10. It says, Create in me a pure heart, O God, yeah. and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Mm-hmm. You can't do it. Yep. You can't do it. You can't do it. We can't do it for you, but we believe that God can do it, and he has done that right. with Jesus. So yeah. he's trying to put a new heart within you. Uh, so follow that one. Yeah, follow, absolutely. Follow God. Like if, if you're you know, maybe taking some steps to trying to see a more fruitful life, looking more like that tree that's rooted in something better that's by the water, right? Um, don't beat yourself up if it doesn't happen in a day, too. Right. Yeah. I, I just heard somebody last night say that the, the greatest expression of faith isn't the big dreams. It's the small act of obedience and faith, right? right? right. Just taking those small steps. So uh, yeah. maybe that's something, you know, starting this new year that you just say, like, every day I'm just going to be faithful. Yeah, we're, to we're tempted staying to... staying true to, to this... Yeah, you know, taking the small steps that are going to lead to the fruitful life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're tempted to think about big uh, faith experiences rather than those small decisions daily yeah. being renewed day yeah. by day because mm-hmm. uh, your heart is going to continually lead in the yep. wrong direction. And so you center yourself every morning on who God is and who I am in this relationship. Our father, okay, I'm the child who yeah. is in heaven. I'm or earthly, not. he's eternal. And, you know, and, and continually understanding our relationship to this God who he is in control and I am not, yeah. and he is the steady and my heart is not. Yeah. And the, mm-hmm. the more you yeah. pray that created me a pure heart, the more you realize that your heart is no longer like your own. It's not more like God's. Yeah. The yeah. more your heart's aligned with his, the more you're going to be seeking his will and doing what he wants you yeah. to do in Absolutely. this world. So, and that's what this is all about is yep. we're wanting yeah. to uh, deepen our faith. We don't want just a normal faith. We want an otherworldly faith. Yes. We don't want uh, just to stagnate. We want an abnormal faith. Josh, are your abs normal? 
My abs have never been that. <laughs> Mine aren't either. Well, I've, I've got I've one big yeah, ab. They're yeah. normal <laughs> for how I eat and exercise. Sure, right, <laughs> right. It probably fits perfectly. Yeah, so that's yeah. what we want. We want a weird faith, yeah. and we want you to have a weird faith too. So we want you to go subscribe. We almost hit 100 subscribers. We're at 84. If we get 16 mm. more, that'll help us uh, spread the Which word. is like a fourth of how many people watched it. Yeah, right. So just, yeah. Look, next time you watch you it, just click friends, subscribe. Go Smash subscribe. that subscribe button. Yeah. Got to do it. Like it. Get the little bell so you get a notification. Uh, tell someone about it because our point here is to build a community of people that want to have fun. We can be normal and uh, or, or abnormal. You know, We can be a little <laughs> weird, and uh, but still have fun with our faith and also deepen our faith. Uh, so also, don't forget to uh, vote on who should deserve the weird award next week. Oh, and if it's me, I quit. I <laughs> know uh, I won't quit, uh, but we'll have some fun type of punishment uh, yeah. like mine was this week. What else you guys got for Josh me? is the host next time. Hey, so yes. if you have an idea of what he should talk about, what you want to hear is ramble on for too long about, just text him <laughs> yeah, and say, hey, talk shoot about us your this. Ideas. If, he did, if he ignores you, it wasn't that good of an idea. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, make sure it's weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So we love y'all. We'll see you all in a couple weeks. Yeah. Right. So, hey, let's in. get weird because normal isn't working. Thank you.